CliffCentral.com. Hello, this is Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. And as usual, pretty excited to be here. Little out of breath, I ran. Um, Breathe. Welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. Hello there, I'm Liesl Tom. And as Shemaine said, this is Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. If you want to join us, please send us a WhatsApp on 079-748-2090. And then as always, with us in studio, Palesa Mabuye, making us sound fantastic. And our guest today said she wants Palesa to make her sound like Sean Connery. (laughs) Now, Karen, you do know that you're a woman, right? You can't (laughs) sound like Sean Connery. (laughs) It's true, but he's got such a sexy voice. He He wouldn't want to have that in themselves. He does. She made our guest today as Karen Weinman, and we are going to speak about something that I know absolutely nothing about. You know, normally we have a sense of what we're going to speak about. We can Google it and come up with sensible questions, but well, we are talking... I don't know about sensible questions, well, most, <laughs> from my side anyway. Most of the time, Shemaine, I mean, there is information available, but today we are talking about the Merkaba or the Merkaba, and... I found the information out there is so, so little. Karen, why is that? I think because the Merkaba is something that has to be experienced. It's very interesting. You'll see as we talk, there's a masculine and a feminine to this. And so the masculine, there's a little bit of writing on it. But at the end of the day, this is a very feminine process. It's And what I mean by feminine is we need to feel it. We need to embody it. We need to experience it. That's not easy to put on Google. Okay, and and what would the the masculine qualities be? The masculine qualities are the structure and the clarity and the what are we aiming for? What is the intention of it? Um, and of course, that brings in the maths and the geometry and all okay. that side of the Merkaba. So, one of the things I saw is this beautiful picture of a geometrical shape around a human body. Can you explain that to me? The way I usually explain it to my clients is I say to them, it's like a star of David in 3D that forms around the aura, that forms around the body and the energy of the body. It's Mm -hmm. like two triangles, pyramids with a triangular base Mm -hmm. that fit over each other. Is that that English? (laughs) On radio, that's quite fun (laughs) to explain. I I actually, you know, when I saw it, I I saw a multidimensional one. Um, on you know on the screen and then I and then I saw a couple of um, uh, d- demonstrations on paper. What do you call that again? Um, Diagrams. I don't yes, know. Yes, thank you. Yes, <laughs> we're very in tune. <laughs> you know, um, and the one that that made sense to me was the diagram on 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 paper um, because they explained it in terms of. How how it influences the chakras from below and above, and how it then gets to the heart chakra. So so yeah. So if you explain it like that in terms of um, triangles, then I understand that. And then because they have a different word for it, um, where is that word? I'm trying to get that word um, where they describe it, but it's 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 such an you, but you would know what it is. Are you thinking about tetrahedron? Are you thinking it. about com- yes. Shoot, yes. Wait, that's a yes. big word. Say it slowly. <laughs> tetrahedron. Tetra Hedron. meaning 
uh, eight-sided, eight-sided, and, and a hidden. No, it's the shape. It's okay, the shape. okay. So it's a uh, no. It won't be eight-sided, isn't it? Six-sided. No. Okay. No, because remember, it's triangles in a three-dimensional form. So we're not oh, talking okay. about a flat t- 2D oh, here. Okay, okay. You know, when we talk about pyramids, a pyramid has a square base mm-hmm. with one pinnacle at the top. Yeah. Now, we're talking about a three-pointed base with a, with a pinnacle at the top. So these three pointed on every side of the triangle. And then they slide... The bases slide towards each other until they overlap, and then uh-huh. you get this mm. tetrahedron shape. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. So, what what is this? What if you can explain it? You know, in layman's in the, terms. Yes, in layman's yes. terms. I can. What I can do is that. The Merkaba, and, and right. you can start with you know breaking down the word so we can follow you. All right. So there's actually one word that will describe a Merkaba, and that is that the Merkaba is a vehicle. Uh-huh. It is a vehicle, and the vehicle, the whole uh, impulse behind it is to shift us to higher frequencies. Right. So most of us are three-dimensional human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're all going through this thing at the moment of moving up to fourth and fifth dimensional, depending where we are on our path. Mm-hmm. So the you know that fifth dimensional thing I'm still trying to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything comes in time. I've not dealt with three. <laughs> 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 okay, go on. We'll fluctuate. Don't worry about that. But... Um, so the the vehicle of the Merkaba shifts you from one dimension to the next. And in traditional ancient ways, it would even move you around the planet and to other realms. Okay. Is it? That's not something that gets really played with these days. And I'll come back to that later because it's quite in depth. But okay, that's why it's a vehicle because it would move you places. Okay. You would, we know the theory of, you know, if you think you want to be somewhere that you can time travel, right? You can yeah, just move yeah. there. The Merkabah would take you there, but your frequency had to be high enough. Are we talking to, about to astral that. traveling? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, uh, I mean, astral traveling, we take our, our astral body and we think about where we want to be and so we go. I don't know if yes. think is the word, maybe intend yes. is the word. Can we call it interdimensional travel? I think it's on any level. So, okay, so when, when is your body ready? To, when to the be frequency able to is high enough. So does your body actually Your move? body needs to be at a higher frequency, okay. a much higher frequency. 3D ain't going to, well, you can walk somewhere, uh-huh. but you can also get your frequency to speed up. Mm-hmm. So that it's in a much, much higher frequency and dimension. And then you can focus your intention and take yourself places. So how does this slot in with ascension? Because that sounds like the two are either compatible or well, can, can be linked in, in a way. Well, the thing is ascension, I think that depends on your definition. For me, ascension is I'm going to leave this plane and I'm going to become my soul, which means I leave my body behind. Oh, is That's that how right? I see ascension. Oh. So if you're talking about ascension to other levels, yes, the Merkabah can be used for that. Yeah, no, but I'm not to pass on, you don't, you don't no, need a Merkabah for I'm, that. Yeah. We, because we've got this, this conversation where we go like, okay, so I'm growing. And obviously as you're growing, you, 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 you become in touch with other things. You get out mm-hmm. of touch with other, other things. And, and, and also you have physical manifestations where you, you know, your body's changing because obviously you're vibrating differently. So I'm speaking in that sense of right. ascension. Well, then yes, it can, it can basically drive you because it's going to drive your, um, your frequencies levels to go up higher. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, so the Merkaba is known as the vehicle. Okay. However, we have to be ready for that. 
Now, most of us have got stuff we haven't worked through. We've got issues. We've got our our emotional realm we're dealing with and our mental realms, which are all very heavy. And they keep us down here in our third and fourth dimensional ways of being, right? Well, but isn't that the point of this existence, to you know, to work through those stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. But now... You know, we could stay stuck and not connect with source and not connect with other dimensions. We could stay in the 3D forever. Of course we could. Hey, I'd like to party my whole life. Who wouldn't? No. No. Uh, no. no. <laughs> However, <laughs> you know, we want to look after our temple, our bodies. Uh-huh. We want to eat better. We want to have good energy. Is that we an integral feel- part? We want to connect with the source. We want to be more sensitive to how we are. We want to connect with our inner truth. This whole list of, mm. of higher dimensional ways of being. So the Merkaba helps us to shift from the third to the fourth to the fifth, and it can keep going. So the Merkaba might be known as a vehicle that can travel, but that's not the point of us doing the Merkaba. The Merkaba is to help us shift. Okay. Because what happens is the Merkaba forms around us and it starts to clear out. What do you mean when you say that? So she is having so much fun. fun. I mean, yes. Aaron is just I'm, I'm happy that I she's having topic. Yeah, it's delicious, you know. So let me just expand a little bit. So I'm a kinesiologist, and the way I work is I let the person on the table, their higher self, their body, uh-huh. tell me in what order they are ready to process and shift and transform their lives. You let the body tell you. Them tell me. Yes, the, the, I'm just. Like, I just do, work there. Do they speak? You or do you? No, I muscle test. Okay. Uh, right. I'm assuming people know what kinesiology is. It's when you push on the muscle to get mm-hmm. a yes or a no response. But it's still a strange, um, you know, a sensation when someone tells you, mm. I spoke to your body. Yes. Come on now. Yes. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, no matter how many talks I give about kinesiology, until someone feels it on their body, mm. do they understand it? Ah. But basically, our field is collapsing and expanding according to what we're thinking, what we're feeling. So if I think of someone that hurts me, in that moment, if I push on a muscle, uh, it'll collapse mm. because the field has collapsed and they feel weaker. Uh-huh. All right. And the if they feel talks. good, exactly. And if they feel good, their field gets huge and their muscles are strong. Um, and then we'll get a nice strong muscle. That means a yes. Uh-huh. So I can push on the muscles to see what kind of response we get when we ask a question, when they think of someone and they think an experience. So when I say we're talking to the body, it tells me mm. we go in this order. This is how this person needs to heal. We go here and then we go to this age and we go to this theme, et cetera, et cetera. And somewhere in that, it'll say now they're ready for the Merkaba. Okay. And um, then do you want me to keep going? Yes. And, and, what and then mean? what happens is um, there is something, a technique I was taught um, without giving my age away, about mm-hmm. 26, 28 years ago, where we touch certain body parts in a specific order. So like the heart chakra, layers of the aura, there's a very specific way to work. And it triggers the Merkaba to start forming around them. And when that happens, if there's anything that's too heavy in their field, they'll start clearing out. Sorry to interrupt you mm. there, Karen. I'm trying to understand this. Does each one of us have our own... Merkaba, kind of we all have our own chakras, hmm. or is there one Merkaba and kind of like a bus and you have to hitch a ride? Okay, so we are born without a Merkaba. Right, the when Merkaba, we get ours? When we're ready. <laughs> when we're ready. How do you know when you're ready? Well, I see, I use kinesiology. I'm very lucky. I just ask their body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when we're ready to shift to those other levels. It's when something in us starts to awaken and question what's life about. There's got to be more to this. What's the meaning? What is my purpose in life? 
You know, why am I always attracting the same relationships? There's a pattern going on. We start questioning our stuff and we're wanting to shift and find out more. That's when we usually start. The Merkabah will come to you when you're ready. And then to answer your question, oh yeah, I know there's lots of delicious stuff in here, isn't there? And then what happens is the Merkabah will, will form around each individual. You can have it in bigger areas. I mean, that's when communities are ready to go there. Yeah, so you can have it around villages, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other interesting thing, just to tickle you a little bit, mm-hmm. is that if my Merkabah is formed and I go into pick and pay to go shopping or wherever it might be, and the person in front of me in the queue is ready, I can trigger theirs unconsciously. It'll trigger and their Merkabah will start to, to form because they're ready to shift as well. So we actually support yeah. each other. Okay, you speak about it like it's, like it's an entity. <laughs> well, so, you know, like it's like their Merkabah can start to form. I Is don't, it like I'm, an extra energy? Field? Absolutely. It's like, you know, your, your aura's got seven layers to it. The uh-huh. Merkabah will, f- will form around that. This is an energy vehicle. It goes all the way around. Okay. Yeah. And that's all what right. we mean by it can trigger someone else's. Theirs will start to form around there when they're ready. Okay. Yeah, I have I have heard that it's it's you can compare it to a spirit spaceship. Yes. You know Ooh, so I like that. Can we play the X Files tune? <laughs> <laughs> only only because we, we we don't have that particular sense of time. Um so because I you know when I when I heard of it, I was like Oh, okay. So if you can, if you can be transported just like that. So does that mean you can then work your way into a space where I think it was, was it Enoch? Um, in biblical times, mm-hmm. um, who, who was taken in the chariot and just like he just gone. Is it, is it, is that kind of uh, the, the height of spirituality on earth that you need to, it's very possible to, yes. to get? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I must tell you a little secret. When I learned the Merkabah, we were taught that there was a movement you could do that would support it. And it was like doing Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Something in me just woke up and said, oh, I want to practice this. And I did it every day for years. And then when I started traveling the world, every time I went to a sacred site, I'd go and do the Merkabah movement. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I thought this is going to help me, you know, to raise my level. So I did them at the pyramids. I did them in Avebury in Britain. I did it in Glastonbury all over the place. And then I went to Stonehenge, mm-hmm. which, of course, is a gateway. Both ways. You know, okay, when this, you say that, you have to go into detail, gateway to whom, to where, to what? To dimensions both ways. Okay. Into the earth and to star nations, to the upper worlds, etc. Okay. Is that the truth, though? Um, it's my truth. Okay. You have an interesting view of the world. I love yeah. it. Say more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I, I get to Stonehenge. And it's like, I'm going to do my movement, you know, like I'm going to build this Merkabah. Now, I know this theory. And by the way, I'm in my early 20s, so I'm, you know, young Not and naive. Mm-hmm. And I start doing this this movement. And, you know, my frequency started to shift and it started to go higher and higher and higher. And I felt my whole body starting to vibrate. And I realized this Merkabah, it really was happening. Like the theory was true. Oh my God, it's working, it's working. Yeah, and I suddenly thought, you know what, what happens if I shift? How do I come back? Uh-huh. I have no idea. 
where is it going to take me? Where, where would I want to go? And I just got really afraid and I decided I don't know how to do this. So I had to really slow it down, connect with the earth, ground myself. And actually I left and got in a taxi <laughs> and got away from there as far as I could because the energy was so strong. It just started to shift. Wow. How is this different to Judaism, um, Buddhism? Uh, you know, all those kind of disciplines. The thing that, is, the Merkaba is not a discipline. It's a vehicle. Okay. It's like saying, you know, what has my Mercedes got to do with Buddhism? Okay. You know, it's something you drive from the okay. Buddhist temple to your house. Okay, you know? that's, that's nice. Um, that's nice. I like mm. Yeah, the Merkaba takes you places. You, you know, I watch clients. They might go through a lot of stuff. For some of them, when they go through the Merkaba, they feel more connected to the source. Okay. So they find spirits much more tangible. You know, everybody will have the experience they're needing to take them where they need to go on the path. And that's why I like the spirit um, vehicle, vehicle mm-hmm. um, name that you gave it. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm, I, I just, you know, heard from someone else. Mm. I'm, I'm, I know nothing mm. about the Merkaba. Mm. So, and that's why it's so interesting because we normally go like, so, so how can that enhance my life? What do I have to do? Um, you know, for it to become tangible in my life. And when I say tangible mm. in, obviously you do mm. your, your, practices and then mm. you see the result yes yeah so what, what does one have to do how do you slot into it so um so it's interesting because the Merkaba, it it is a huge topic there there are two ways these are the only ways i know there could be many many more all right because i learned it an energetic way in mm. that there is a, a an order of triggering things. Like our okay. heart needs to be ready to go there because this is going to start shifting us to a higher world. Our body has to be ready. So we trigger all those points in a specific order and then it forms. But you have to remember that when I'm doing it on the table, their higher self, their body has said this person is ready to go here. All right. Then there is another way. I'd call that the feminine way because the masculine is there is a meditation you can do. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly complex. Okay. Uh, it's very much based on breath. There's 17 breaths for both masculine oh, and feminine. Where you also spin. For both sides, it's incredibly complex. Okay. You normally do it in two sessions uh, over time. It's it's so complex. I, I, I try. I mean, I know how to do the Merkaba. I try to do that meditation myself, and it was just like well, my way is so much easier. I just push a few points, and that's it. But it is possible, and therefore you need a guide. It's not that easy to do on your own. Once your Merkaba, or, or let's say you trigger the person in front of you at in in, in pick and pay. Yes. How will they know that who you I all of a sudden have developed? Or have have this Delighter. this energy. Mm-hmm. That email energy comes from vehicle. God and says your Merkaba has arrived. No, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> no. An S3 Merkaba. Oh, sorry. All right. So, yeah. you know, this is what always fascinates me because this is like a head and a heart question. Because the head's like, I want to know that there's this vehicle that's happened. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, it's about going with the experience of life. Do you feel it in your body? You can definitely feel there's a higher frequency. Most people do what I call detoxing. Because it's clearing out, they might feel emotions and they don't understand where it's come from. So they'll suddenly feel very sad or feel very angry or there's jealousy for no reason. Or, you know, they see someone and all the stuff comes out that they wish they'd said. And because detoxing. I love that idea yeah. of detoxing. Emotional detox. I know. <laughs> Never thought of it, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Welcome to transformation. All right. Anyway, so the Merca- so that person in front would probably start going through things. So they'd start feeling all kinds of things. They may not know what it's about. 
Um, but I think it also grows a trust that something is working through me. I'm not quite sure what this is, but I'm going to trust the process. Obviously, if they are ready, they have to have a certain mm. Uh, mm. knowing, a sense of, yes. of, of knowing. Yes. And, and of course, it'll also teach you that and take it deeper because I don't know if we ever reach 100% of that. But, um, and then the other thing is things like crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our dreams get very erratic. Like what? Um, you know, people might have nightmares because it triggers all this old stuff that's sitting there and uh, it doesn't know how to come through in everyday 3D life. Mm-hmm. So it shows up in their sleep patterns. Is that you know. part of the detoxing purging? That can be. Um, that can be. I've seen anything from feeling all kinds of emotions, feeling more connected to the source. Some people feel a lot more peaceful. People see geometric shapes. They actually mm-hmm. see, some people see the Merkaba and they see the triangles. They see the, the colors forming. They feel a lot of movement of energy in their body. Um, what else? Lots of <laughs> very thirsty because they need oxygen. Yeah. Is, is it something that, is it a state of being but bear with me That you can go in and out of I mean do you get out of your Your cosmic What, what did you call it Shemaine? Cosmic, no, the spirit uh, vehicle spirit <laughs> ve- No 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 I want the spaceship Okay can, yes can yes you get the spirit in and spaceship. Out of the spaceship Or it, once it's it's formed around you Does it stay there? How no does it once work? it's formed it's formed That's okay, it okay. What I've started to discover recently Because you know we're going through another spurt Of of ascension, mm-hmm. um, of higher dimensional um, growth, of um, of refinement and who we are. And I'm finding the Merkabah is coming up a lot again. And for some people, like the way I've known it over the last few decades is that it gets triggered once and that's it. You never need to do it again. It okay. forms. Um, but I've been finding that Merkabahs have been getting stuck. I say that with inverted commas because I'll find for some people they need to come back again. Mm-hmm. And it comes up. And... You know, well, what is this about? And mm-hmm. I'm finding that there's so much stuff that's clearing because we're also not clearing for ourselves anymore. We're clearing, you know, for our family, our dynamics, our ancestry, our town, whatever it is. And there's a lot of stuff. And the Merkaba can clean, clean and clean and clean. So there's a lot of detoxing. Um, and you're saying it's coming back again. Um, or, you know, it sounds like it's resurfacing. How old is this? Do you know, what I know of this is it goes back all the way to Egyptian times, thousands of years before Christ. Um, you know, the Merkabah is Egyptian. It, it's all about the vehicle for the human body and the spirit. It's all uh-huh. about the vehicle that brings these two together. And from what I understand, um, there is, on in hieroglyphics, there are pictures of the Merkabah. There is a lot of information there about how they used it. And this meditation is based on that. Mm-hmm. And hence the complexity of it. Okay, I can believe it because I mean it's triangles, you know. If you look at it, the Egyptian, everything <laughs> is triangles. <laughs> it's not our strong point. <laughs> no, but I'm, I mean I'm, I'm talking in terms of the symbolism for the Merkaba, all those little thingy mis, and 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 looking at you know some of the um, the pyramids. Mm, mm, it's true. Karen, now mm. speaking about geometry, sacred geometry. Yes. What is that? Um, (laughs) It's something I kind of know in my body, but I don't know if I can put it into words. You know, sacred geometry is, first of all, the shapes, as in a pure circle. I mean, most of us, when we look at a circle, we feel karma, right? Mm. There's something, something in us feels whole when we look at that shape. That's actually, and triangles make us a little bit more... 
each each aggressive, uh, not not aggressive, edgy. Um, yeah, you know, edgy is maybe edgy, a special word. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, maths comes into that. And certain numbers hold certain frequencies. And so the size and the shape of these come together and form. When you know the numbers that you're working with and the shape that you're working with, that you can use the energy of that for an intention you've set. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to ask you something um, which we quickly just touched on um, before we came in. I first want you to explain what it is. So there is a link between the Merkaba and the flower of life. Yes. So first just what is the flower of life and then tell us about that link. Um, sure. So the flower of life, it's interesting I actually normally wear it. The flower of life <laughs> has, is it 124 circles within it? Sure, we're testing my memory today. Um, it's a circle and within that there are s- smaller circles that are placed um, next to each other in linear fashion until they line up. And what starts to happen is that they overlap because they center on the, the center of the circle and on the su- circumference and the center of the circle and the circumference uh, until you end up with all of these squashed into one circle and it ends up looking like a flower. It, mm-hmm. it represents complete balance and complete wholeness in life. And, of course, there is a lot of geometry in there, sacred numbers, etc. From... The reading I did a long time ago, I also think each circle represents things. And as you work on each area of your life, so you find balance. Hmm. So what does that have to do with? Well, the Merkabah is all about finding the balance. It's about finding the higher frequencies. And, um, of course, it's all balanced around the chakras again. Um, both of them are representing the center, which is our heart. And then there's the, um, what's his name, Mark- Michelangelo's, you know, the... What is it called? You see the human being with his hands yes, out like oh, this in the circle. Drawing. Yes, that it drawing. It has a name. I know. I can't get to the I, name now. I, but I can't recall what it is. But yes, yeah. okay, we know what you're talking so about. So they take all the chakras that are in that and they line that up and mm-hmm. you end up with a Merkabah shape. It is incredible. I saw that, you know. So yes, here's an explanation. Do you want me to give a short one? I just went and Googled it, the mm. flower of life um, explanation. Do you, shall, I, shall I do that? Or is this yeah, too, okay. too much? Yeah, go. Tell us. Okay, it's, very, it's in the short, hey? Um, flower of life description the flower of life is a geometrical shape composed of multiple evenly spaced overlapping circles arranged in a flower like pattern with six fold symmetry like a hexagon now I don't know who's going to decipher that for themselves but some people are just great with it's it's interesting because it's like the Merkabah it's something you've got to see Mm, you know. Yeah, you, you, but but everyone has seen it, you know. I mean, we also yes. here because when you said yeah. flower of life, I was like, mm. "What is that?" Mm. You know. And when I saw the picture, I immediately, you know, I knew mm. I'd seen it somewhere. So, what would you use that for? Sure. Um, how long is a piece of string? Um, <laughs> you could. I mean, there's things like meditating on it. Mm-hmm. There's things like looking at the the numbers of it and working with the numbers, meditating on them, working on them in your – there's also like drawing it on the ground, sitting in it. Mm-hmm. There's something about just looking at the shape that's very, very calming to it. Um, and then, of course, it can also be used in architecture as in building buildings, creating space. You know, I think about some of the um, greenhouses that are out there that are based on the shape. Um, oh, wow. It really is calming. I'm looking at it now as you mm. are speaking, and yeah. Whereas the Merkabah is not something you can see. see. The Merkabah is not what it looks like that calms you. Mm-hmm. The Merkabah forms around you and it cleans out, and then you find calmness. 
It's a different hmm. experience. So not only is it a, a vehicle, a spaceship, but also a washing machine. Absolutely. <laughs> That's an understatement on all levels. And does it have a specific color? No. Hmm. All different colors. It might be related to the chakras themselves. Um, but from what I understand, I mean, look, it might be a high frequency and it's white or it's gold, but most people see all kinds of colors. And I think it depends also on what they're clearing, what they're holding within themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, talking about these shapes, things. I you you said earlier that it's from um, that the Merkaba is uh, uh, Egyptian in origin, and I always thought it was well, not always. The little bit that I have now come to uh, read about, I thought it was um, from from uh, Judaism, um, also because the Star of David has the same. You know, it's the same. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Star of David, you're mm. basically looking at the Merkaba in mm. terms of a description mm. on the yes. flat. Yeah. Look, I can't speak for the, for Judaism itself okay. and what they use it for, but I've, it's interesting. I've always called it the Star of David in 3D. Yeah. Um, and they very much work with that geom- geometric site. The other thing, of course, is that this is ancient wisdom. You know. How wonderful. You know, they all come from. What's the word? There's an origin where truth was shared, and sacred geometry is one of those truths. Um, there's also a very interesting uh, – now, here's a, a, a brain. Uh, let's play with our brains a little bit. Um, the Anastasi Indians mm-hmm. in the States. Now, there is not much ever found on them as a tribe. They lived in Arizona in caves that were in cliffs that were so high it was impossible to climb to from the bottom and from the top. Um, they didn't find many remnants where they lived. They just know, you know, through word of mouth and story that they were there. And the man that taught me uh, how to work with the Merkabah actually physically went there. They abseiled down and they went in. And he said he could feel them still moving around. And from what he understood, they were using their Merkabahs. Mm. And they were just on another dimension and they could not be seen physically. Oh, wow. Okay. How about that for a story? <laughs> I love that. I, I, it's, it's, it's ghostly. But yeah, I, I find that it's, it's, it piques my interest. So maybe one day that's the next place I'll go to because I'd love to find out more. You know, you know, what does that mean for their stuff? What does it mean for their evolution as, as beings? And sorry, and there's the Native American connection. Again, you know, there's like all these ancient wisdoms that practice this. Do you think we're reverting back to type in terms of that we really are spiritual beings and we need to get back to our, truest form of course that's not even hesitation for me we're we're spirit and human form not mm-hmm. not necessarily humans trying to have a hmm, yes a spiritual experience you know it's eternal spirits having a temporary human <laughs> yes. experience yes not and just. and then of course to use the human experience because it's very powerful being in a body you know, it's a lot faster to clear our stuff, to, to create higher vibrations within us. You know, if, uh, for wow. a soul to connect with anger is a lot more difficult than for us in our body. You think about it, when you get angry, you feel it. Well, let's hope. You feel it. Most of us feel it in our body. Exactly. It's like, oh, I feel it in my gut or, you know, or we, our temperature changes. We're immediately in our bodies. So mm-hmm. our bodies are an incredible tool to be used and we can welcome spirit into to take us where we need to go, you know. It's a co-creation, I think. Wow, I never thought of it like that. I always, well, maybe not always, but I'm very aware of the limitations of my body. Wow, 
you know, um, and not necessarily in, in a bad way. Especially now, I, I look at my body as something incredibly beautiful. Um, well, when I look at my physicals, I have moments of like, oh, that's so fat and that's so, you know, not yummy and that's so small and, you know, so I have those moments. But in general, when I look at a human body, I go, wow. Um, I think that that for me was also when I, f- I first became spiritually aware because I said there's no God. And then when – and this is not a strong point, but I then saw – we were in biology class. I was in high school and I thought, you are mad if you think there's nothing higher mm. than you. Mm. You know, so I, but I find that you have to work through so many different things mm. in a body. Yes. You know, so yeah. what you are saying that we actually have access to being able to do so much more because we're Absolutely. in a physical body, in our makes sense to me now. Or a, a, to wise a little woman a little said bit. to me a long, long time ago, and I'd already been on the path for, for quite a while. It was in my late twenties. And she said to me that I would I wouldn't find God until I was more in my body. And I was so irritated because I just wanted to get up through the, up through the crown, up to the fly. higher, yeah, exactly. Going to uh. the higher dimensions and basically be ungrounded most of my time. Um, and I never got it. And, you know, life has really shown me and taught me and, you know, watching my clients and learning with them that the more I'm in my body, mm-hmm. the more connected I feel to that source, uh-huh. not the other way around. She was right. I hear you. Can you hear that? Are you hearing her? I'm hearing her too. It's a very interesting perspective. Thank you for that. Oh, it's a pleasure. If nothing else, thank you for that. But you know, Mm. I think about, you know, I'm in, I work with Andean shamanism and they're very much about being physical and, you know, how can we be humans helping this process of Mm. life and within ourselves and how is it embodied within us and how can we use our senses and, Um, I think most ancient traditions are like that. Like, how do we use our physicality mm. to take us on the journey? Mm. So the Merkaba assists that. It's not, it's not the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just the vehicle to get us where we go so we can clear more and be more in touch with our bodies and what we feel, you know. Mm. And where we, we want to go to. Sure. I don't even, because <laughs> I mean, now as you're talking about yeah. becoming aware of mm. the body and, and, you mm. know, and, and, and its functions and mm. us and, and what we do when we, 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 because we touch one another, you know, what, mm. what I do if I touch Liesel or what, what, or, or you touch me and what happens when you touch someone in a loving way in mm. terms of that yes. restorative thing. Yeah. And then what happens when you touch someone in a mean way and mm. you don't even have to say anything, mm. you know, whether mm. it's from, from rape to beating a person to just, mm. you know, taking a finger and pushing it up in against mm. their body where you know disrespectfully it's disrespectfully. So what does that do? But even then? poking energy. That, you know, that, so what does um. that do then for, uh, because now if you're going there, then I'm going, so my body needs healing from that, that stuff. Do you know, I never forget this. I had a, I had to do a balance on someone a long time ago. We had what to balance you, the energy mm-hmm. in front of their face, not on them, hey, on, fr- on the front of their face. And so what happens is I'll go back to a time frame, like where did this happen so we can understand. And somebody had been over them pointing their finger oh. and being really violent, but not physically hitting him. And the force of that energy was still sitting in his field, affecting his yeah. third eye affecting his sight, his vision, etc. And we had to clear that away. It was like taking away the clouds so he could see the sun again. Oh, so it's could, a very powerful the intention we set out there. Could you eventually touch him physically? Oh yes. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh that is that is that's that's beautiful. 
you know, but we know that that trauma sits in the body. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's not that it's just energetic or physical. Mm, you know, it's, um, it's both. Yeah. So I learned a, a little lesson where Lisa went like you can actually feel your body talking to you. And I was like, mm, you know, mm. but then eventually it did make sense, you know, to the point where someone said, okay, we we'll do this. I use it as a pendulum. And I went like, use yeah. my body as a pendulum. Now yes. do it. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also that's what you do in kinesiology. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say this, this way of working helps you to heal faster. Mm. Um, I broke my wrist last year. And, you know, the moment it was because my arm was zigzagged, I lifted up my arm, looked at the shape, and I immediately just started sending love to that part of my body and asking myself, what is this? What is it saying to me? You know, has something happened? Oh, it's my right side. It's my male side. Okay, is there issues with men I need to look at? Is there somewhere mm. where I need to let go? Started working with it. And, I mean, they took my cast off in two weeks wow. as opposed to six. The doctor couldn't believe how fast my body healed. It wasn't miraculous to me. I just listened to my body. I let it speak to me. I had dreams. You know, I would, I did energy work on it, went to see people who would support that part of my body, find out what's in there. There might be more layers than one, etc. So, so it's not just about the physical. It's about tuning in and listening. Yeah. May I please ask something? Yeah. This disturbs me on a particular level not that i dispute it because i think in in some way there are truths but you know where you kind of like you you hurt a pinky you stub a toe or you knock your head Mm. and then people are like there must be a a spiritual reason for why you but isn't that aren't we just gonna get hurt anyway doesn't a body move through the day and it's just like kind of like okay i bumped against that is everything intentional yes so Hmm. when we hurt somewhere in our body Physically, it's the last place it's showing up. Meaning? So it means there are energetic, emotional, mental, spiritual, past life, karmic, whatever word you'd like to put in there. That is memories that are caught in the body. When we hurt, if our energy was flowing well in an area, we wouldn't break, hurt, snap. But what about accidents, Karen? I mean, what if you stub your toe? You don't see the rock and you stub your toe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, is that a question about stubbing my toe or the accident? <laughs> um, it is. It is. You know, if you say because that, it's that, that pain is a is, yes. a is a manifestation of higher bodies, that I right. can I can see the right. rhyme and the reason there. But then, as Shemaine said, you know, mm. what about an accident? Yes. So, fifty of us could go through exactly the same car accident, and we'd come out with different injuries mm. because we all have blocked energies in different places. That accident might even have meaning as to why that happened. I mean, you think how many people have an accident and then their perception shifts. Mm -hmm. They see things differently or it opens them up or they think, gosh, you know, I could have died. I should have. Why haven't I done X, Y, Z with my life? I need to change. Accidents come in for a reason. And then our bodies react according to what we hold in them. Then what about age? Because, dear God. So we can slow the aging process down. Okay, um, and then grow old without pains and aches and dementia, and is absolutely. that possible? Oh, absolutely, I believe that, 100%. Like so a Louise how? Hay. How? <laughs> like how? Louise Hay. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Hay. Because she's like, she's amazing. 89. No, she's amazing. Yeah. Is she? What? Yeah. 
But you see, the other thing is... I don't care. She's old. (laughs) See, I think it's a mixture of everything. Mm -hmm. It's about getting our minds in the right place, right? It's about clearing our stuff. It's about being as conscious as we can. It's about clearing with our, connecting with our spiritual, allowing that channel, allowing life force to come through us. It's about our diets, about taking care of our our bodies as best we, we can, balanced with that there is a path to life. And sometimes it's our time to go at 40 and sometimes mm-hmm. at 380. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say bless to that. <laughs> yeah, but no, there, there will be conversations had. So how does the Merkaba help people to grow to slow down the aging process? Well, it comes back to what I said around clearing out on the physical. Yeah. Suddenly, they, I've seen people, and I'm not bashing meat here at all, but meat is a very heavy frequency, right? Suddenly, people just stop eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it raises their frequency. They want to eat foods that are vibrant and alive. Yeah. And then, of course, all that stuff or anger that they've held from when they were a child or whatever traumas happened to them, they start clearing through it. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't age the body as much. Yeah. We then start to understand with our minds what we're going through or that we need to reframe how we see things and we start to get more flexible with our minds and not be so structured and have more flexible mind, right? More flexible body, more flexible cells, which rejuvenates us. Yeah. Right. And so I could go on and on through the spiritual and other levels. Yeah. No, I also just wanted to, to, to mention for those people who are now going, oh, they're bashing meat eating again. No, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. No, but you see, you, mm. you've, you've seen that. Mm. I mean, because I know of some people who go like, I actually feel like I'm lifting off. I need meat to ground, ground myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think it depends. Do you know what? It goes for everything. I don't think it matters what healing, spirituality, philosophy, nutrient, where you eat. It doesn't matter. It's what it is for your path. Who should do the Merkabah? Well, who shouldn't do the Merkabah is no one. Everyone who wants to space travel, Shemaine, should do the <laughs> How do I go and get my Merkaba? Who do I consult? Well, as I said, I work with kinesiology in doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have people come to me and say, I'd like to do kinesiology, uh, like the like Merkaba activate activated. Uh, I ask their bodies. Okay. Yeah, I like to trust the process. I like to, their body knows what they need and in what order. That's true. Yeah. It's freaky though. Um, and, and it's like most things. Things come into our awareness when we're ready for them. So if someone is listening to the show and it's, you know, they're curious about it, it might be calling them. So to listen from the inside and see where it takes them. Where do they get you? I'm at, um, do I give out cell number here? No. Or, or a web? website. Yeah. So I'm, I'm karenweinman.com. Weinman. But, yes. It's K-A-R-E-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, W-E-I. In for November mm-hmm. and then man, wineman.com. Okay. Yeah. Karen Weinman. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Karen, that thank sounds you so awkward. much. This was really interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely food for thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lisa, what is the Merkaba? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's such, I couldn't believe when you asked me about it because it's such a specific specialized thing and I thought to myself I wonder if there's something going on in the studio where people's mercabars are needing to be activated because you know I'm tickling you while we're talking and maybe even the listeners what do you think it's possible (laughs) Karen Weinman thank you so much Mm, for sharing with us it's a pleasure thank you for having me from me Liesl Tom have a great day and from me Shemaine Harris wonderful to have been with you again Palisa thank you baby cliffcentral.com